0: I have learned something about myself this week. Okay. I don't think that the color blue should appear on Christmas trees.
1: Blue and green should never be seen.
0: Without a color in between. I tell you that all the time when you wear a blue shirt and green shorts.
1: Sometimes I still annoy you. (laughs) What if it's a white Christmas tree? No. Just no.
0: Blue is not a Christmas colour.
1: But blue tinsel. No. Blue lights.
0: No. Blue baubles. No mention of the colour
1: blue. Blue snow.
0: You're just being silly now. Why? Because it's not a Christmas colour.
1: Okay. What are Christmas colours?
0: Red. Yeah. Green. Gold. Silver. White. And I'll take variations of those, so like a a rose gold, for example. Purple? Well, no, Lonnie. Why? (laughs) Because it's not a Christmas colour.
1: But you can see see purple tinsel all the time these days.
0: Yeah, and the people who use it are idiots. I would love to have a pink Christmas tree as much as the next person, right? But Christmas is not about pink.
1: I think you'll find that Jesus lined out <laughs> in the Bible which ones are Christmas colours and which ones aren't.
0: Isn't that funny? Like, I would love to have a pink Christmas tree. You know that I would. But I can't. I, I can't. The rules are that it should be Christmas colours. It's the
1: 11th Commandment. <laughs> Expelliarmus. That's right, we've seen Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them this week. My name's Lonnie, I'm here with my girlfriend Sinead. Hello. This is our movie review slash complain about the world podcast. (laughs) Now, before we get to the magic of Harry Potter, we're going to get to a magic of a different kind. The magic of Christmas, or the lack thereof. Recently we went to the... Big Christmas light um, turning on ceremony, that's what it's called. Is that
0: the official title? That is the
1: official title. Yeah, okay. In At the King George Square here in Brisbane.
0: They light the big tree and it's all like a nice little thing where people with their families go and little kids see and it's like the beginning of Christmas and everything's Christmassy and it's supposed to be wonderful.
1: We love Christmas. Christmas is our time of year. None th- more than me. We thrive around Christmas. This seemed like a cool thing to do. We're in the city anyway. Why not? We'll go to it, right? Mm
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Advertised for a starting time of 6.30 p.m. That's fine. We'll make our way there. We made it just on time. We we didn't get there super early, so I was okay with the fact that we didn't get a great seat. That's fine. We were back far enough that we can see the tree.
0: It's a big tree. Like, we could see some of it. If you're
1: right up close to it, you're not going to be able to (laughs) experience it, are you? So, well, we was fine. However, 6.30 turns around. People still talking on stage. Singing. Singing. No, well, no, she came out and had a big speech first and then she introduced a singer and then singer sang three songs. Three
0: songs.
1: And then she, she came back on. The, the MC came back on, had a bit more of a chat. It's like quarter to six by now. Quarter to seven, sorry. And then um, they there's some elves come on stage, some sexy elves come on stage. <laughs> Not the time or place for that. They do this big pantomime thing where they try and find Santa. They find Santa, he turns up, he's got the worst accent I've ever heard of a Santa, and the most maniacal laugh ever.
0: The mayor gets invited on stage to the groans of everyone because it's now almost seven o'clock.
1: And he doesn't just like, it's not like he turns up, turns the lights on, everyone likes likes him and votes for him next year. No, he has to do this big speech about ten minutes long. Finally, at like five past seven, although it felt like five past midnight to the crowds. The lights get turned on, and by that time, no one even gives a shit.
0: You know what the most disappointing thing was? The tree wasn't even good. The lights were awful. Lots of blue, lots of green, and it had a star on top. The star was lit in the same lights as the tree. The star was not gold or silver. What is wrong with these people?
1: Apparently, it is solar-powered. Wonderful. That's great doesn't have to be shit, does it? You
0: know what I feel sorry for? I feel sorry for all the people around us who had little kids who were getting really grumpy and tired because, understandably, they're standing up for half an hour just waiting for something to happen. There were so many people around us who took their kids and just left. They left at like a quarter to two or 22 because, you know, you can't just hang around with kids and babies just waiting for this thing to happen. I thought it... it was really uncool of them to say, yeah, we'll light it at 6.30 and then. They didn't seem to be in a hurry, though. Like, it's no. not like they were running late and they were like, oh, sorry, we're running late, we'll just cut a few things and we'll have them after. They played out the whole thing. It's like they knew that this was going to happen.
1: Well, either it was always going to happen at 5 past 7 and they advertised it wrong or they just didn't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> I, th- I think maybe there was some sort of miscommunication where the festivities began at 6.30, but they they really definitely said, Christmas light lighting at 6.30.
0: There were guys next to us who were looking it up on their phones to check, and it yeah. definitely said
1: 6.30. And it's fine. If it happens at 6.40, that's okay. If, you know, things yeah, go you... a bit late, like you just said. No, it was it was, it was, was, bloody... The Grinch was there. He stole Christmas from me, Sine.
0: I just feel real... It was awful, and the tree wasn't even that great. There was no magic. Zero Christmas magic. Now I'm going to have to bloody make my own magic.
1: I actually think I went to one of these ceremonies a few years ago... With my sister, and I can't remember it being this late. Yeah. That time, so.
0: You know what else is really annoying? That we were across the road and there were buses going past, right? Now, I'm not saying stop the buses, I'm not saying any of that, but for the minute that it takes to do the actual lighting of the Christmas tree, could we not organize to turn the lights, stop lights on, or there were police there. Why could they just not stop the thing stop the buses for one second so we could see the tree light up? Rather than having all these buses go past. It wouldn't have killed them to stop for a second. I'm not sure I go again, you know? I was really disappointed by this. And I'd like to leave that feedback. <laughs> so Santa, if you're listening, saw you last night. You've got a very crazy laugh. Not sure why you sounded a bit like a serial killer, but that's okay. Please fix this.
1: What I didn't like about it most was that everyone started to hate the people on stage. Yeah. And it wasn't their fault. She was a fine singer and the MC, we couldn't even hear him, so whatever. And uh, the funniest part was when the little girl came out who was going to do like yeah. the actual pull down <laughs> the switch and everyone was like, oh, God, get this girl out of <laughs> here.
0: Because every time we're like, okay, now's going to be the moment. Another bloody person walk on stage.
1: I'm going to throw something at you tonight. Yeah. To turn the Christmas lights on, you don't need a speech.
0: You don't. You know what you need to do? Click.
1: Yep. Done. I reckon they should have turned the light on and then played the music then, done the songs then, and people would have had a great old time. They would have danced.
0: Afterwards and then have it like a celebration of Christmas. I just, oh.
1: Because by the time it turned on, like everyone looked at it for a second and left.
0: Yeah. I have not been less happy to hear Christmas carols in my life than that night. Like, I I wanted nothing less than to hear another freaking Christmas carol from her, and I love Christmas, so.
1: Some say you love Christmas more than you love me.
0: Some might say that. The point is. Interesting you
1: didn't didn't (laughs) contradict him there.
0: The point is this experience made me hate Christmas a little bit, and that's not what it should be about.
1: Well, interesting you say that, Sine, because. I've kind of felt the same about Harry Potter recently in the way they're sort of making it into a um, cash cow and not the good sunrise kind. <laughs> so Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. It's the new film directed by David Yates, who did the last four Harry Potter films, mm-hmm. um, written by the the J.K. Rowling herself.
0: Yeah, she wrote the screenplay. I think it's really cool.
1: Starring Eddie Redmayne. So the film concerns uh, Newt Scamander. 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 Scamander.
0: They say Scamander because
1: they're American. (laughs) Scamander, who is a British um, magizoologist, I think it is. Oh, okay. Like magical zoologist. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He arrives in New York on his way into Arizona with a big case full of magical creatures. But, of course, because it's a film, some of them escape. But also, what's going on is some crazy, um, dark magic shit in New York. That's what it actually says on the synopsis. It says
0: crazy, dark magic shit, does
1: it? Yeah. Yeah. What do you think, (sighs)
0: Sinead?
1: So you're a big Harry Potter fan from way back.
0: I am. I used to memorise Hermione's lines from the first few (laughs) movies. Because she was me. She was a shy girl who was clever and had no friends and I, yeah, yep. identified a lot with her. That's fine. I'm going to talk about spoilers. So if you haven't seen it, who are you firstly? And <laughs> probably go watch it. Or if you don't really care, then that's fine. Keep listening. It's not great. And the reason why I feel, well, there's a lot of things that went into it, obviously, but it didn't give me the same magic feeling when watching Harry Potter. It felt like any other franchise movie. What do you think?
1: I agree. The magic wasn't there.
0: No. And you said something interesting to me. You said the most interesting thing about Harry Potter isn't the magic and the spells and the CGI and the cool creatures and everything. It's the story about good beating evil and about people finding acceptance and love, and that wasn't really in this. I think...
1: What a lot of people don't realize about the um the first the original books is that they're interesting as school stories, aren't they? Yeah, and learning about true. Hogwarts and yeah. going through the school year and stuff. You take that away, it's not it's a different sort of thing, and yeah, it wasn't quite as magical. I don't think.
0: I'm not impressed anymore by seeing magical things float of their own volition. I've seen that in Harry Potter.
1: Yeah, it's interesting you say that. You said that before about. You said it about Doctor Strange, I think. Yeah. But then a couple of weeks ago we also saw Arrival, which was a sci-fi film, but it wasn't um, hinged upon...
0: That's very true, ...sci-fi
1: yeah. explosions and things like that. but The,
0: the CGI uh, complemented the story. It wasn't the story.
1: Yeah, and Arrival had a lot more to say. And, uh, like, it was trying to get there in this new um, Fantastic Beast. but you're right, I think they relied too much on the Fantastic Beasts and I couldn't really care about what new magical thing it is that's running around mm. because it's obviously just Eddie Redmayne looking at a, a ping pong ball on a broomstick or whatever it yeah, is. Yeah,
0: against a green screen. It's and not...
1: reaching out to touch it and it's just, you know, yeah, who cares?
0: I agree. I think maybe they kind of captured us so much in the Harry Potter movies because they were really um, one of the first kind of films to do Things like that. Like, I don't know, watching Philosopher's Stone, it felt so different to anything we'd seen before and it felt magical and we're like, oh, my God, how are they doing this stuff? But maybe it's because we're older now and we understand how the movie industry works, but I'm not impressed by this. Um, I don't find it interesting.
1: I agree with that. I think the worst part about the film, I didn't mind it really, so it sounds like we're kind of shitting on it here, but it's okay. It's a fine movie. But it kind of felt like me it was two movies in one. It was the movie about um, Newt and him tracking down his creatures that have gone missing, but it's also about Grindelwald in mm-hmm. certain parts and the Makusa, which is like the the American Ministry of Magic, and they're chasing down some crazy stuff. And what are they called? The
0: um, Obscurus.
1: The Obscurus thing that's going on, right? That all felt like a totally different film than the fantastic beast it bit. did it did and in fact you can actually see that in the film where it's like got half an hour to go and newt is like well that's the last beast and then you're like oh so now happening? what <laughs> and then they had to find like a contrived way for him to actually become part of the rest of the yeah, story cause like
0: oh yeah i've previously met one so like i can help in this situation notice in the trailer there was no mention of all this obscure stuff and anything it was about he's lost some beasts and now we need to find them
1: i thought that was going to be the film right Call the, me crazy. But... Yeah.
0: The most interesting thing about the little novella that was published, which it, it's not about the story. It's kind of like a little textbook-like thing. Um, it's, like, about all these magical creatures, right, and all of their um, properties and, like, what they look like and how to get them and what they can be used for and everything. So I thought this movie would, like, explain that, how he came to get all these creatures.
1: But no, he's already got them. He's
0: already got them. He rocks up and he's got them.
1: And a the couple go out... Run around New York and then they're back and there's no consequences to them. Yeah,
0: and it's fine. It's totally fine. But wouldn't it have been so much interesting if we, like, followed him around the world trying to get all these magical creatures, trying to educate other wizards about how to protect them? He keeps saying that's what he wants to do. Why didn't we see any of that?
1: I totally agree. Why?
0: I just... I don't know.
1: And the rest of the, the other story was all about world building for some sequels. They're going to do, like, five films all up.
0: Which pisses me off so much because... Harry Potter is such an integral part of all of our childhoods of this generation, and it's so precious. And then when you start making movies upon movies upon movies, if you start growing a franchise, it takes away the specialness of it. You know, if you've got 20 sequels that you watch and you're like, oh, yeah, that one was good, that one was shit, whatever, you don't remember what happens in each one. It's not, I don't know, it doesn't have the same feeling. I think I feel personally like they've taken something that's mine and now they're ruining it. I feel really annoyed by that.
1: You you've said it well there Siné. Um Is it going to be special when there's a new Harry Potter film every year for the rest of our lives? Not really. Hey, no. Like we've already had seven of them and eight movies. That was we did pretty well. Mm. We don't. Do we need more Harry Potter? Do we need more Star Wars?
0: See, that's the thing. What they're trying to do is try to like recapture the magic, right? Because we all love it so much, and we all miss it. And we all want to see more, 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 more. But by doing that, they're making it worse and making it less special, you're better off re-watching what we've got, being happy with what we've got. It's the same as TV shows. You go on to, like, 11th, 12th, 13th seasons, right, because the fans love it so much. The beauty is in stopping, like, Breaking Bad in season five or six or whatever, having your run, being like, this is is what I'm putting out into the world, this is the perfect version of this. If you keep going and going and going, you're just going to go downhill. I don't know what, what... benefit they're trying to achieve other than money-making. And to just turn something that's so special to us into a money-making sort of franchise,
1: I've,
0: I'm just really angry about it.
1: I, yep, yeah, 100%, Sinead. I'm going to throw a counterpoint at you, which I don't necessarily believe, but I want to see what you think about it. Okay. Comic books. Mm-hmm. Batman Superman have been around since like 1940. Mm-hmm. and they've been in a comic book every month since. There have been millions of movies and there have been millions of stories that they've been in, yet they're still iconic and they're still brilliant, mm-hmm. plus other comic book characters. you know.
0: I think I'd say that's different, though, because they are comic book characters. So comic book characters have not really a set storyline. You know, They go on crazy adventures and this is the episode where they defeat mm-hmm. um, the Grinch or whatever, I don't know whereas i
1: haven't seen that batman episode <laughs>
0: <laughs> whereas harry potter was a set of 7 books
1: that complete were written yeah. a
0: complete story in itself there weren't all these side stories that jk published about harry going to bloody switzerland you know i just feel like that's not the same because i don't know i feel very different about that the, hate- this was a movie adaptation of a novel rather than a variation of stories and storylines of a character.
1: You get to a point of diminishing returns, don't you? Yeah. Look at Doctor Who, which is one of my favourite shows in a lot of ways, but just in, in in New Who, which has been like 10 years, I've got to the point where I, I don't follow it as well because there's been so much of it, mm-hmm. you know, and they've, there's been so much shit that I haven't been able to stick around for the good stuff. Also look at James Bond. There have been, like, 22 James Bond films. However, there are some that people just never watch again because they weren't any good, right? Yeah. I think you get to the point with Harry Potter that there'll be some stuff that everyone agrees that's the bad stuff. Don't don't bother with it, right? Mm. Which is awful because, Harry, as you said, Harry Potter was great. It was a great seven books. Yeah. C- told a complete story. We didn't even need Pottermore, really.
0: No. Like, I- it's,
1: it's, it's great that some fans want that sort of stuff and it's great that J.K. Rowling is... It's able to give it to them. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I, I just, I feel like part it, of it I don't agree with. You. Yeah, I agree. And I, I, I'm not sure why. Like, I can't really explain it well, but it's just not No, it doesn't right. gel well, right? Yeah.
0: I think it's like a societal thing where we just want more, 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 more of this thing that we love and we hold it so close.
1: But by doing but, that, you're actually making it.
0: Yeah, know. but think about like what, what are you going to, when's enough going to be enough though? You know, when will you get your fix? When will you be sated? And I don't think you'll ever be. So why not be happy with what you've got that's precious and beautiful and, like, Lonnie and I have spoken about handing down our copies of Harry Potter that we read to our children and be like, this was really special to Mm -hmm. us. We hope it, you know, means something to you as well. I don't know. It just loses a bit of that.
1: And what I think was interesting in this one is that it didn't try and do anything that different. And, like, I've read some reviews saying, oh, it's Harry Potter, but, not like you've ever seen it before. No, it, it's pretty similar. It's pretty, yeah. it pretty similar to films you've already seen. But as I told you yesterday, I'm going to tell the listeners now, get ready for this, listeners. <laughs> Apparently this film started when um, they were looking at what they had They had the rights to after Harry Potter was finished and someone came across the book and they are like, oh, maybe we could do something with this um, fantastic beast somewhere to find the textbook. Maybe we could do like a, a mockumentary like a David Attenborough style thing with Newt going around finding the uh, creatures, right? How cool would that have been? Would
0: have been so cool.
1: It would have been something different. You could have, you still could have filmed it like, like a, uh, like a documentary, but had like a narrative in it. Like, yeah. it wouldn't have to be a, a David Attenborough style thing.
0: And you could have done it in that style too. Like, it could have been black and white or sepia, and it could yeah. have like, I don't know, Kowalski could have been the camera guy, or they could have still yeah, put 100%. cool characters in.
1: To this one, they I just—I just felt like they've gone back to doing a, a standard action sort of fantasy sort of thing, right? Yeah. Um, with not many, you know, without the magic of Harry and with not many um new elements. And the thing that really annoys me—I'm not the only person on on alive who thinks this—but <laughs> in the later Harry Potter films, their wands just become guns oh, that they yes. fire without even actually using spells. I
0: hate that. They use like three spells in this film and the rest they're just flicking their wands and shooting stuff at each other.
1: It may as well just be a little gun with sparks. Yeah,
0: it's just awful. That's not the point of a wand, a point of like there's no magic there. They're just like shooting stuff, you know. I, I, I hate it. Something that I couldn't get past, and I'm fully admitting that this was a personal thing that I need to get over, but hearing Harry Potter magic in an American accent was really difficult for me. Because Harry Potter was an English story for me. Same as James Bond was an English character. For me, to be the same as hearing Batman speak with a, you know, European accent or something. And I understand it's it's all this Pottermore thing, you know, there's more schools than Hogwarts and there's more ministries and et cetera, et cetera. Like how they call no nomadges. They call them nomadges instead of muggles. So stupid. I just feel like why, you know, I don't really understand why. And casting Colin Farrell as one of the main characters when he is, like, such a well-known UK actor and making him have an American accent was super distracting for me. It was super distracting. I just... It was fine. Like, it's a fine movie. I think I just wanted so much more from it because we know how great Harry Potter Mm. can be. We know how wonderful it is. But,
1: again, Harry Potter wasn't great because it had explosions and big CGI creatures no. and even the creatures that we had in the original Harry Potter were interesting and we loved, loved them because they had, were like important to the story.
0: They're important to the story. that we knew. They're ca- they were they were, they were
1: real characters. Yeah.
0: Well, they- that's what you were saying. They yeah. were real characters. So Buckbeak, we actually cared if he was going to die because he had a, a personality we mm-hmm. knew what he was like
1: the basilisk was scary because of the backstory behind it correct right? and like dobby was a cgi character but he was an awesome character he as was well. a
0: character though these creatures are just creatures like I,
1: who went around causing mayhem without any consequences to their actions
0: yeah you know? the character of queenie i loved
1: yeah let's talk about some stuff he liked because <laughs> it's got a bit heated in here
0: the character of Queenie I loved. I loved her relationship with Kowalski. I thought that was great. It was a really interesting thing. Question for you. Yeah.
1: Why is it that the big fat guy <laughs> hmm. with who's a nice fella but doesn't really show any attractive qualities can get the really hot girl.
0: I think because she saw into his mind and knew that he was good at heart.
1: I guess so, yeah. And it's not this is not this movie's fault, but you see it all the time movies that The guy gets the girl just because he's a guy. Yeah. No matter, you know, to the exclusion of all other factors. Mm. But he was so nice. I kind of liked him myself, so. (laughs) Yeah. But, yeah, Queenie and and Jacob, let's talk about him, my favourite nomad in the whole world.
0: He was great. He was very much the um, uh,
1: audience surrogate.
0: Yeah, he was very much the audience surrogate, like going into the tent of the suitcase and seeing all the creatures and stuff. And some of those moments that he was involved in and marvelling at got me a bit excited.
1: Yeah, totally. You know.
0: Um,
1: that was, and that's part of why the Harry character in Harry Potter, mm. he shows his wonder and joy at these experiences he's having. Yeah, you know, he's
0: entering into this world, And we're experiencing
1: them with him. Yeah. Sometimes, like when Newt's just doing stuff by himself, like, oh, he's oh, he knows what he's doing. We're kind yeah, of left behind a little bit. I
0: agree. I think the, my favourite sequence in the film would be when they went to the girls' apartment. Yeah. and met them for the first time and she made them dinner and they had a really great conversation over dinner. Like that was just so beautifully done. I Loved that sequence. I loved that sequence, which was more about the interaction of the characters with a tiny bit of CGI that helped mm. the story than the scenes with them running around New York shooting their ones at each other.
1: I agree. Um, I thought it was interesting the film started – with the stuff about Grindelwald and then that element didn't quite come back until the very end. It was like, I kind of felt like they were trying to make that film and then the, the Fantastic Beast stuff got in the way a little bit, didn't it? Yeah. Did you feel like that? Like,
0: Well, I agree with what you said earlier. There's two different films here. Yeah,
1: make the cool one about them trying to track down Grindelwald. Yeah. Or make the one about, the funny one about the, the beasts going around New York. Don't make both of them... and. Make them not well. But. but
0: I feel like what they had to do, though, because they had the rights to Fantastic Beasts, is they wanted to kind of morph something. They wanted to make a blockbuster, but they also, I don't know. There's obviously studio stuff that's going on behind this to yeah, get
1: this. They didn't have to make a Fantastic Beasts film. They could have made whatever they wanted that's to. very true, you know? yeah. Yeah, like, um, we're still going to go see the rest, rest of them and whatever, so we're probably we're bad people in this sense. Well,
0: you know what, Lonnie? I don't know that I would. I don't know that I would go and see the next ones at the cinema.
1: You say that now, when you see a trailer for it, they'll probably put all the good bits in the trailer and we'll get all excited again.
0: So that's another point, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. I We can't avoid trailers because we go to the movies so much so at the beginning of the movie. It's not like we're looking them up on the computer or whatever. But all of the cool sequences, well, a lot of the cool sequences of this film are shown in the trailer. So when you're watching that again on screen, you're just like, oh, okay, waiting for the next thing to happen that we haven't seen before.
1: There wasn't much like that that we no. not, not so much new. Well there was some new stuff but it wasn't that great. So.
0: Yeah, we weren't excited by it. I don't yeah. know. I was also really annoyed at the fact that Johnny Depp was spoiled to be in it.
1: Yeah, that would have been awesome if that was a a new revelation at the very end. Yeah,
0: that moment was ruined. Absolutely ruined because I knew he was going to turn up at some point. I obviously had figured out who he was going to be and yeah. it was beat by beat play we knew when it was coming.
1: Yeah, the- Plot wasn't quite as clever as it thought it was with the
0: no
1: secrets that were revealed. Um,
0: but they spoke. They revealed. They said Johnny Depp was in it on the news.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like, we, we couldn't have avoided that either. No. I'm going to throw something controversial at you, Sine. Mm. I think David Yates has done well with these films, right? However, there have been some bits he just didn't quite pull off, like the final duel in the last film of Harry Potter. mm Hmm. That was supposed to be a cool bit in front of everybody where Harry and Voldemort throw down for the last time. But in the film it was like they were just doing it by themselves later and then Harry turns up he's like, oh, yeah, everyone, by the way, I killed Voldemort. Yeah, I I agree I agree. And Bellatrix versus Mrs. Weasley. Yes. That was totally ruined in the film. Uh, It was such a cool moment in the book. It was. Anyway, that's just (laughs) to the side for a minute. I think Harry Potter has been awesome in the early films when they changed director.
0: Mm, for each film?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, Christopher Clumps did the first two, and then Alfonso Cuaron came on and did for the third three. one, which was amazing. Yeah. Then Mike Noodle came and did something different, and then David Yates came on and did the rest, right? Yeah. I think the, the whole series could do with another director coming in and changing things a bit. But he's been announced he's directing all five of these films coming really? out.
0: Really? He's doing all of them?
1: Supposedly. Ugh. Which is fine, but we're just going to get more of the same, aren't we?
0: Yeah. And but... Lonnie, the same is making money, isn't it? Yeah, we so, went and saw it,
1: didn't we? So Well,
0: yeah, they got our 20 bucks or whatever they needed. So um, I don't know. I was, there were a lot of silly things in this that I didn't understand either. Like I didn't understand why when they escaped from the ministry or whatever the equivalent was, no one really chased after them.
1: No, there was no danger. There
0: wasn't any danger. And one big question I have for you is at the end, it's kind of hinted that Kowalski remembers, right, when he's in the bakery and Queenie turns up. Does that mean that the rain like wasn't heavy enough potency to re- you know remove all his memories or some shit like? I well, know. I read
1: a few things online. Um, one point was that was that the you know there was a few couple things that Newt had that took memory away, and one of them only takes bad memories away. So, ah, may, so I'm not, but I, I can't. I'm not quite sure if that was the thing he used with the storm. Okay, so that could have been something.
0: I'm thinking it might be.
1: And the other point was. The old Dumbledore thing: love is the most powerful magic, and because he loved really. her and loved yep. the experience, that it was somehow going to come Still through. In his back. Subconscious, and because yeah. he was making the little the bakery things. Yeah, yeah,
0: because he yeah. Remem- like he had subconscious sort of dream things that mm, I'm just thinking. So. But as you said, if he remembers everything, there was no consequences for that like mm. heart wrenching moment when they were all saying goodbye at the subway. You know, I just why, why I care? Yeah. I I don't know. I felt really annoyed too. There are so many jump scares in this movie. Yet again, I don't understand why they think the only way to engage your audience is to scare them. The film opens with a huge scare. Ezra Miller is super creepy, right? And that was so obvious that he was going to be the bad guy. You can't cast Ezra Miller in a film and not expect us to think, you know, that he's going to turn out to be the creepy guy. So that big twist was not a twist.
1: I mean, interesting, I thought with that, was that at the very end, like just before he's revealed as the big bad guy, Colin Farrell was like, oh, yeah, you're a squid, by the way. Like if that had been established yes. from the beginning, it would have been more of a twist at the end when it revealed he was actually a wizard who was uh, absolutely um, suppressing his powers. Uh, it just wasn't, it didn't quite gel, a lot of those things.
0: No, no. It's
1: so interesting is that you don't like something more when you've got an investment in it.
0: Right? Yeah, I think so, Other yeah. films
1: we've seen that have been bad, we're just like, oh, whatever. But because we love Harry Potter so much and we haven't liked this one much, like, we've been talking for ages about <laughs> how much we didn't like it. It's because we've because we've got a personal case, you know, for it. I feel that like we should go back and watch the original films now and read the original <laughs> yeah. books, you know, sort of cleanse the palate a bit. I've seen people online, they're all excited that all these five extra films they're doing are leading up to the big battle between Grindelwald and Dumbledore, right?
0: Mm.
1: Why is that cool? We already know how it's going to end. The only cool thing is that we get to see it, but the conclusion is already known. We know that Dumbledore wins and Grindelwald gets sent to jail and stuff.
0: Yeah, we know what happens.
1: Why is it exciting to watch that? In fact, I think it's actually better if we don't know what happens Mm. because it's always been kind of cool. You can put your own sort of spin on it in your head. How is this exciting just seeing something that we already know? It's a problem with prequels, obviously, that the end is already known. But why have we got to go through five films to get to something that we already know the yeah. result of?
0: And Newt's never in danger because you know he releases his book.
1: Yeah, you'd know that he's fine in the end as well.
0: There's no stakes.
1: Yeah, what's the point? I, I don't think we need more Harry Potter books anyway or any more Harry Potter stuff, but why release more stuff of something that we already know how it's all going to be okay in the end.
0: Yeah. So overall, not a very magical evening.
1: Not at all, Sinead. Not at all.
0: I just feel like something precious and homemade, right? I've baked a cookie and it's a beautiful chocolate chip cookie and it's homemade and it's gooey in the middle.
1: Your cookies are really awesome. Thank you. I haven't seen them in a while. so.
0: <laughs> well, maybe after I finish my analogy, I can go make you some. Point is, I've made some cookies and they're beautiful and homemade and they're a bit rustic around the edges, but we love them. And then somehow some, you know, factory bakery has taken this recipe from me and substituted all these ingredients for these brand name Wow pazow products, put a bunch of frosting on it and glitter and everything and said, this is the new cookie. And... That Precious thing to me has been turned into something that it's not, and I feel like, well, why would I eat cookies anymore?
1: Oh, awesome, <laughs> we can still go watch Harry Potter and eat cookies. That yeah. sounds like a good...
0: <laughs> it sounds like a good plan. <laughs> All
1: right, let's wind this up then. <laughs> um, yeah, get your Christmas lights sorted and get your yeah, buddy Harry Potter sorted too.
0: Can I just say what the guy behind us said? when oh, the credits yes. came up, yes. there were two old people behind us at the cinema, again, we're magnets, and the credits were rolling up and they were saying the names of the people for some reason, as you need to do.
1: Eddie Redmayne, okay. Yeah. That sort of thing.
0: And then Colin Farrell's name came up and the old man went, now, Colin Farrell, who's he? And his wife went, hmm, I know the name. You've just watched a two-and-a-half-hour film with Colin Farrell in it how do you not know who he is what are you doing with your life and then they saw Johnny Depp and they're like oh I thought it was Johnny Depp I knew I'd seen him before I just
1: it really uh, angers me when I'm around people who don't know, uh, not know and appreciate movies as much as we do yeah
0: me too <laughs> it's
1: just like God, what do you do with your life like
0: how do you no how do you not see Johnny Depp and be like that's Johnny Depp I don't understand how you can not have that reaction the more I think about it the more I'm really annoyed that he was in the movie it just took me out of it completely and I was like oh this is just bullshit you know I'm sorry but Johnny Depp isn't the kind of actor who can be in a Harry Potter film Harry Potters need um bloody unknowns you know the guy who played Luna Lovegood who wrote a letter to J.K. Rowling saying she wanted to be in a Harry Potter film but she had anorexia and J.K. said, well, why don't you get better and then we'll see? And then she got the bloody role, you know? Not bloody Hollywood actors being, ah, oh, I don't know. I just, stop ruining this. World. Movie executives. Give me my cookie back. Unfrosted and crumbly, and magical just the way I like
1: it. This feels like a good good place to end, because Sinead's getting quite angry, <laughs> and I'm the only person around. <laughs> I'm probably going to... Don't hurt me.
0: I'm not going to hurt you. It's
1: fine, everybody. It's fine. Everything's fine. We'll see you next week. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well...